0: Two, one, two, three, four. Hey, y'all! This is Seba, the Southern Fried Witch. And this is episode 31. I wanted to go ahead and announce the winner of the animal spirit stories. And that will be my friend, Mary. Mary, you'll be getting a call out in your Gmail. And Mary's story had something to do with a little red hen named Satchel. A cooper hawk also showed up, but honey, it was Satchel that broke my heart. And I intend to read that, but not today. So, we will be putting together your beautiful basket, and I also want to send a little card to all of the rest of y'all that sent in your stories, and I love each and every one of them. So, thanks, Mary. It was a beautiful story, and tell your husband, please, find another loved one. I mean, these chickens, honey, they can be your best friends, so he deserves it. All right. I'm getting my voice back. It's not all the way there. It's going to take a little while, I think, but it is coming, and I'm feeling a lot better. We're not going to talk about the big boogeyman that's on everybody's hearts and minds right now. We're not going to do it. I woke up, and I thought, if I have to hear one more damn thing about it, I think I'm going to have me come apart. So, you know, it's mental health day, so we're going to focus only on good, happy, witchy hopeful things, but we're going to focus upon it from the home. And I have another interview to do today. And the reason there's so many of those is because y'all, I am so busy right now. I'm still working from home. I always have worked from home. Well, since 2014. So I'm still here, but I have six people in my house and it's a lot. It's a blessing, but it's a lot, and I cook every night, and we've been planting all the stuff in our high tunnel, and it's just a lot going on right now, and I found that one of the best ways to kind of keep folks, I don't know, more respectful of the time that I podcast is to drag them in one by one. So today you're going to get to hear from the blessing of my life. I've got several, but this is the girl one. This is the daughter-in-law. She's a cute, almost 24 years old, and she is carrying my very first grandchild, which could not be more magical. I have always been terrified I wouldn't get to see my own grandchildren, and y'all know what my grandma meant to me, if y'all been paying attention. And I wanted to be able to attempt to live up to my grandma when I got my own babies, but I could call that. And I am just absolutely over the moon and very protective of her. (laughs) But she's also a witch and she's my precious little angel in this house because I'm outnumbered by boys. There are four men living here. Thank God for my baby. But before we do that, I know that it's hard. I know that it's hard to practice magic and still be in that sacred headspace that we all need to be in when the world has literally gone to shit. Take it from a classic Gen Xer. You got to rebel a little bit. And the best kind of rebellion I can think of is to dig down as deep as possible and find joy wherever you can find it. And right now, that might be for me. I was thinking about writing up some homemade stories, homemade fairy tales for my little nugget that's coming in December and go ahead and record them, you know? You got to lay that seed down in the future a little bit and for me, I thought that would help. There's all kinds of ways to do something. you know, a star came and went in such a flurry. Quite honestly, I feel like I didn't do it justice. But my land did it justice. I've got fuzzy peaches and big old fat pears. And I've got something called red wine mix. It's a lettuce mix from Italy. And it's got beautiful rose-colored leaves coming up. Very exciting to be able to see your salad grow. And I've sold some of my chicks. Because, you know, one can only have so many without starting to go down on feed. And I've watched my lilies start to bloom and my irises start to bloom. You look at all of the bullshit and the mayhem that the earth has gone through, all the pollution, all the things we've done to her, and you see this happen? You see these flowers bloom, and all the trees get their leaves back? That's where I am right now. I'm in that same place. It's, you know, not over yet. I'm trying to pull on happiness and hope, and I am not a sunshine and sweet baby Jesus lot kind of person. I believe in balance, but right now I think I need an over-infusion of a little sunshine pumped up my butt. Y'all feel me? That's what we're going to try to talk about today. We never have a script, so I have no idea what my little Mina is going to say, but hold up and I'm going to go get her. Okay, I've got Mina with us. And we are sitting in very squeaky chairs, so you may hear squeaks and pops, and that's fun, isn't it, honey?
1: Yes, it is.
0: (laughs) Well, we don't know what we're going to talk about yet today, but we're going to find out as we go.
1: Mina, Hmm.
0: why don't you tell everybody what our meeting was like the first time we ever met?
1: Oh, gosh. Okay. (laughs) So when I first met her, um, we had gone out to a bar. And I had bright purple hair. Scandalous. Yeah. (laughs) And um, so I first met her, and her first question to me was, what's your sign? And I said, oh, I'm a Sagittarius. And she looked at me, and her eyes got big, and she said, oh, no. (laughs) And I said, what? I had no idea about signs. I didn't know anything about it. It was one of those things I looked up on the internet once, maybe, and didn't care about. And I told her my exact birthday, (laughs) and she went really oh no after that and said I scared her <laughs> and I liked her after that <laughs> we got along great after that
0: right because you were cuspy with uh Scorpio mm-hmm. right yep which can be a wonderful thing or a very dangerous thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and then you dated my son for a half a, a minute half about three weeks maybe yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> But now, Mina is magical, and the day they broke up, I was outside planting black beans. You walked out there and kind of, you know, heartbroken a little bit, and Mm -hmm. didn't you say that you had sort of seen this, that you were going to be here, and something about planting? I can't remember all of it now.
1: Yeah, it was actually, um, we hadn't even broken up yet. It was the day of, and it was that morning. That's right. And I walked out. And I was already kind of sad. And every time she looks me in the eyes, she knows something's wrong. I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve (laughs) that way. And she's also good like that. (laughs) And um, I walked outside and I just started crying. I looked around the yard and she said, what's wrong? And I said, I don't know, but something doesn't feel right. And I don't know the next time that I'm going to be here. And That's right. Yeah, and you're like, what do you mean? And I said, well, I kind of imagined myself staying at this place and really being a part of it and being a part of the family. And
0: Well, welcome to quarantine. Right.
1: <laughs> I got what I wanted. Two
0: years later.
1: <laughs> but um, Yeah, and it was one of those things where I, once I have a good feeling about something and a gut feeling, I usually know. I knew that day, and it was a minute until I came back. Or maybe it was that same week. I think we had... No, it was that same week I came back and stepped on the porch and, you know, I kind of had already gotten over it. I was okay, but...
0: Right. Over the breakup.
1: Yeah. Right. And yeah. then,
0: and then of course, you waited an entire year and y'all dated again.
1: Yeah, I, um, I gave him a little fight over it, <laughs> 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 made, him, made him wait a second, but now we ended up dating again and we have been together over a year now. We are married, mm-hmm. um, and we have a baby on the way. Yay! Yeah, so it was it was something that I just felt magically about that when I walked outside, I knew that I was supposed to be there, mm-hmm. and the fact that I felt like it was being taken away from me, almost, mm-hmm. scared me, and it didn't feel good. So. But it must have been meant to be in some way
0: or form yeah. or fashion.
1: Yeah, I think so, for sure. I mean, the same night I met you is the same night I met him.
0: That's right. He Mm -hmm. was with me because Mm -hmm. my boy likes to go get beer with his mom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, sometimes we know things in our heart. So I think you went with a good thing there. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Mina. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We're in closed quarters here, right? We've got six people. Yes. With one fucking bathroom. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) We managed to make it work though. It hasn't been that bad.
0: No one has pooped their pants.
1: There we go. Exactly. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, that's good. Um, what would you say the hardest thing on your magic is right now? Being in quarantine and being locked up with all these menfolk.
1: I guess the hardest thing is I'm really kind of a solitary magic person. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows this, yeah. that I, I kind of have a hard time doing stuff in front of other people, whether it be a spell or any kind of, I don't know. I just really like to be alone and in the moment. And while, you know, I love being here and spending time with these people, and it's been great for me. I haven't actually really had many problems. Magically, it's been a little difficult. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I haven't been able to go outside and just, well, I have been able to, but... Go outside and just sit in the grass and just feel the sun on my face and really connect. I haven't really done that. There's been other stuff I've had to do, you know.
0: And you're such an earthbound witch. You really are. Mm -hmm. Um, I've noticed every time you ever really need to get into that grounding or cast or do astral travel or anything of any magical sort,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: tell everybody what your position is usually.
1: So I sit crisscross on the floor. And I have to have my palms touching the ground underneath me. If I'm not sitting like that, maybe with my head back or anything to just kind of really relax, I don't connect as well. I can still do it, but in my head, it's kind of that I have a little bit of a block there. I just feel like I can't feel the pulsing in my palms. I can't feel the rhythm of anything. It just doesn't work for me as well.
0: You know, I think that's really important, though, for folks to find out how their magic works, mm-hmm. especially early on. Now, you're, you know, in our tribe in a first level, mm-hmm. so but you're, you're really close to being done. We need to get back yeah. on that. Yeah, we do. We let the situation that we're not going to discuss today that's taken over the world kind of knock us off track. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to stand. I find I can do it sitting. I can do it laying down. But I like to stand uh, and I think that the most powerful position I'm ever in is when I'm in water, mm. in the shower or in a bathtub, I can really, really resonate with the magical energies. But for you, I think you need ground. yes, Earth, mm-hmm. which is interesting, considering your sun. but you know, I'm a fire sun that needs water
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you're a fire sun that needs Earth.
1: Um, I don't really like water that much. I mean, we don't have a bad relationship, but I don't really enjoy it. So, yeah, whenever, um, even if I do cast in the shower or, you know, just think about stuff in the shower, I still even then have to sit down. Even then. I can't just stand up like you do because uh, I feel like you have to feel it on your feet. Mm -hmm. you know, when you go outside, you've always told me that as well, that you have to feel that rhythm through your feet. For me, it's my hands. Mm -hmm. I'm a very hands-on person, (laughs) I guess I would say. She does
0: great hair, y'all. She does great (laughs) hair. (laughs) So she works with her hands. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think that it's important though for baby witches, and we've gone over this before, baby witches could be 82,
1: Mm -hmm. you know,
0: 41 or 23. Yep. And, um, I think it's important for them to be able to try different positions and different situations, work with different elements to find out what theirs is. Mm -hmm. Always I've believed that a good witch, and when I say good witch, I mean effective witch, can cast in almost any situation. Mm -hmm. However, we've got our prime things. Exactly. Right? It goes for sex. Mm -hmm. Let's not even go there, but it does (laughs) because, you know, that's my son. (laughs) (laughs) It goes for cooking, you know, do you like to play music and have a glass of wine and and barefoot or are there other conditions that make it the best for you? Right. Um, But I think in any art of any kind, we need a best situation, a best environment for ourselves that's very individual. So you're also an artist, you're a witch and artist. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you're a bit of a muse witch, which means that you work through the medium of, of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So how do you, do you see any similarities in the way that you cast best
1: and the way that you create art best? Well, I guess I have to have music. Um, I don't necessarily need it when I cast, but it does help because you, you need that rhythm, really. And if I'm just drawing or painting or what have you... I do kind of need a little bit of a rhythm or movement just to kind of make my hands keep flowing, if that makes sense, just to kind of keep the circulation going. So I also noticed that being outside is also really important for both things. If I'm outside and I'm painting or drawing, I find that it's a lot better. I don't know why, but maybe it's the natural light. Maybe it's just the way I can feel the wind. I'm not quite sure what it is, but that goes for magic as well. You just kind of need that outside environment because it influences my work mm-hmm. in both ways. Are you able to feel the energy coming off the baby yet? Yes, actually. <laughs> I am. It's, it's kind of crazy. Some days I forget that I'm pregnant in a weird way because I just feel normal. But then other days, maybe I'm a little bit happier than usual or a little bit sadder. We're a little bit angrier. <laughs> and, um, oh my
0: God, it's a girl. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. But I also, it's weird. I can feel that it's most likely a girl. I mean, I would be surprised, pleasantly surprised, all the same, if it was a boy. But I truly feel that it is a girl. And I don't know what's telling me that. So maybe it's the magic in the air of it. But that's what I really think that it is. And whenever I kind of sit and think about the baby... I feel like it kind of comes to me a little bit more that energy of her and how she's growing in my body and I'm helping her to live. It's crazy to me. I've never been pregnant before, obviously. So this is a <laughs> new this is a very strange feeling for me. But it's definitely something you can tell. You know, we were
0: talking last week about how a lot of things were were lost in this. I mean, and I mentioned first world problems, mm-hmm. but y'all lost your big wedding, at least for now. We're hoping to redo it. Yes. Y'all lost, well, for now, baby showers. Mm-hmm. And you lost your first uh, appointment at the doctor. hmm So there's been a little bit of loss here. How are you coping with that magically? Because everything is magic. We talk about witchifying everything. So you're also missing your mommy. -hmm. Really, really badly. And your dad, how are you coping? I mean, some days are better than others, I suppose.
1: Some days are better than others, but I guess there's that word hope in the air. And I know that eventually everything will be okay, even though it is extremely uncertain. I know that I will be able to see my parents sometime soon. I know that the baby is going to be healthy because I'm here and I'm away from anything that's going to put me in harm's way. And ain't good, definitely. (laughs) Better food than I was eating before, honestly. (laughs) Um, And I don't know. It's just, I feel like it's important to kind of have that story for the baby as well. You were known about in a very difficult time. We found out right as everything hit. Mm -hmm. And we got married right as everything hit because we wanted the baby to have married parents. You know, old fashioned, I guess you can say. But... I don't know, I also think that it's kind of important because you can pass down these troubling times and say that while you were born in an, or conceived in a time of uncertainty, you were still extremely loved and extremely cared for. And I think that's kind of nice in a way, to already have a story before you're born. It makes her cool. a bit
0: of a fighter or yeah. him.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. That's that rebellion I've been talking about. When you see the boogeyman, you don't lay down. Mm-mm. You have to fight it. And so this baby's going to be born fighting. Yep. I like that.
1: Mm hmm. You got both fighters for parents, so <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a little bit fitting.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: she married my
0: Aries son. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we both love him to the moon and beyond, but he has a bit of a temper.
1: Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things I love about them, though, so I think that's okay.
0: All right, so let me ask you a couple of questions that are a little bit more pointed towards this uh, young witch in the craft. All right. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. So without divulging any particulars or, you know, tribal secrets, we have a bit of a laid-out curriculum in our tribe. So there are things that are really crystal clear that we need to get done and things that are more... I don't know, philosophical that we need to go through. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Can you tell me what it was like starting in a sturdied up tribe that had been going on for 10 years and then here you come? You want to talk about that, what it was like to
1: join an established covenant? It was definitely intimidating. Um, For maybe the first couple weeks, I really did not talk much. I don't know if you remember, but Mm -hmm. I just kind of took everything in, really. But once I got the rhythm of it and saw how other people did, it wasn't like I was intimidated anymore because everyone has their own way. You know, I have gone through quite a few, honestly, quite a few religions in the past and coming into something so new that felt so right made it a lot less difficult to really kind of assimilate into the tribe. I remember one of the first times I came in, and y'all were talking about something. I can't remember because it's been a minute, mm-hmm. but I just, I couldn't keep up. I remember looking so confused, so wide-eyed, and <laughs> you, I remember you looked at me, and you just kind of saw that I was a little bit overwhelmed and you broke it down for me Mm -hmm. and you made it a lot simpler. And that's when I knew that I could actually probably hold my own in this tribe a little bit better. Um, I wasn't so much worried about my age as much anymore because I know other people had done it in the past and other people didn't quite make it, even though they were my age. And that also gave me a little bit of a confidence boost too, knowing that I could still do this, even though I hadn't Been doing it for 10-plus years or what have you.
0: Well, let's be really honest with everybody, baby. So you came in um, predicated on a friendship with someone who was working on their third degree, I believe, at the time.
1: Oh, yeah, um, uh, working towards priestesship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would say that y'all were very close. Would you say that y'all were very close? Extremely close. Someone I saw every day pretty much. Right. So a best friend. Best friend. Oh, and oh, yes.
0: And so when she blew up her world over here, Mm -hmm. and and it was very painful for all of us. Mm -hmm. Talk about that that left you as the only baby, the only first degree, Mm -hmm. the only one your age, um, suddenly thrown into the deep end by herself.
1: It was a really confusing time because not only was I mourning the loss of a friendship, even though it was, it did not go down well, it was still a loss. People talk about the loss of relationships. They don't talk about loss of friendships. That's, could be even harder in a way. I agree. I, agree. I used that as a little bit of strength too, because now, I mean, it almost looked like other people were looking at me like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Are you going to leave now? mm mm-hmm. Uh, your your best friend left. Wasn't she tying you to the tribe? And no, she wasn't. My magic was tying me to the tribe. My Ooh. loyalty. <laughs> I well, wasn't that was sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't just gonna let her leave. And I don't I don't know. Maybe in a way she thought that that would also have me leave too. And that's not the case. I am still here. Mm-hmm. I'm still working, even though it's a little bit slower than I would like. It's still going, and I'm still. I would hope to think of myself as a strong member in the tribe. You are. Yeah.
0: There's something about having, I don't know, a younger insight. I want to tell you right now that, you know, I'm 54. I know your legal mother-in-law was yes. your priestess before I was your mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. So we're just bound together over and over, y'all. <laughs> I've been teaching her how to cook lately, all my stuff. And she's got all my secrets. Y'all come looking for her. Mm-hmm. Something happens to me. But... You know, a lot of people my age might not give somebody in their 20s, I don't know, the um, the weight, their opinion, the weight that, that I'm giving it because I really do think we can get fresh ideas, new insight, from looking outside of our own habitus, if you will, of what's normal for us. It used to bother me when I was your age if someone older than me I don't know, didn't value my opinion at all, because they thought I hadn't lived long enough to have one. But Mm -hmm. as a magical human being, I believe that we have spirits and souls that might have been here before,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. which could give you more weight than mine. I mean, for all I know. So is it difficult, do you think, to be around so many older people in the tribe? Or how are you holding up with that?
1: For me, that was my whole life, really. I've always been around older people. Uh, I was always told that I act older than my age. I've never really gotten along with people around the same age group as me. Even most of my friendships are the same way. Mm -hmm. We were friends before anything else, Mm -hmm. if that tells you anything. So I never really found it difficult. I found it maybe a little bit intimidating because you can feel the magic off of some of these people. But besides that, it was never a, I'm just gonna let this happen or let them talk to me a certain way or anything like that. It's gonna be, you're going to see me as your equal mm-hmm. or...
0: Which we do in this tribe. We're not right. very uh,
1: hier- hierarchical at all. No, not at all. That's, I think that's why we also got along so well and mm-hmm. why I fit into this tribe is because we have so many different age groups. Mm-hmm. It's it's all over the board.
0: I remember when I was going to graduate school over the college we lived down the road from. I almost said the name of <laughs> And it was my very first day of master's, you know, the, the master's program. Mm-hmm. And they have their Ph.D. students, and I know this happens everywhere, in with their master's degree students. And here I was, freshly graduated from a bachelor's degree. So, I mean, I graduated... Um, in spring, and instantly took a class in my master's degree in summer, and there were third-year PhD students in that room. Mm. (laughs) You know, they knew the route. They knew what they were talking about. They knew theory. They knew everything, and I remember thinking at the time that it wasn't quite fair, but I got to learn so much from them, and they got to see the material through fresh eyes with Mm me. If that makes any sense. No, it does. So I was inspired by that when I became... Well, when I opened uh, the tribe for students... Sorry, I'm losing my voice again, y'all. One of the first things I wanted to do was not make that hierarchy so policing to the coven. Did have a couple of people that were in the coven that wanted it that way. Oh, yeah. And fought really hard for control and power. But they are no longer in residence. Exactly. And who's left are all very sweet. We're all working together very well. And um, so, yeah, I think it's important not to have too strict of a hierarchy. Right. You know, so that you can learn past your pay grade, if you will.
1: Exactly. Everyone has their own experience that you can learn from. While I learn from the older people and they give me all the experiences over years and years of being in the craft. They see it through new eyes. They see me going through looking at things in a different light and realizing new things. And I think that that's also important for them to see so they can remember and they can freshen up a little bit maybe and they can kind of say, oh, wow, I remember when I first kind of thought about that and that's really cool. Let me think about that some more again, maybe in this new perspective or this new light, especially now that I'm going through, a, am a new generation as mm-hmm. well. And, you know. So, okay. Tell me, what's your very
0: favorite thing in the craft to do? What is your very, very, very favorite? Now, um, I'm going to remind everybody that you're a first level, Mm -hmm. meaning regardless of hierarchy, we still have to learn some foundations. But what's your favorite thing?
1: I have to say, I don't know if this is kind of a...
0: By the way, you're you're blushing.
1: I am. Because... (laughs) I don't know if this is maybe one of the more common answers, or it might not be, but astraling. You love astral? I love it so much. Do so you love the
0: the future, the past, or the slide?
1: I love the past. I mean, the slide is also really interesting to me, um, just because you get a completely different feeling. But the past? I don't know. It's something about seeing that through new eyes, but also the same eyes. It's insane to me. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's actually possible and I've seen it firsthand, I don't know. It just makes me so excited every time she says, okay, hey, we're going to do this now. (laughs) I I immediately sit on the floor. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Yeah, you (laughs)
0: are.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that's an
0: important part? I mean, I know not all witches do it, and that's fun. And it's cool that we're so diverse and so, I don't know, just fucking different. But do
1: you think that it's important to get to know your past self that way? I really think that it's important, whether or not, you know, some people may not believe that that's a thing. I personally believe that we do have past lives, and I think it's really important to see them because it shapes who you are today. I agree. Um, We had a kind of recent one, maybe in the last few months, that Mm -hmm. really opened my eyes. And I'm not going to go into details of it because it feels almost weirdly personal. Mm -hmm. You know? It is
0: personal. It is. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Basically, I got to see myself in a completely new light that just felt so real. I don't know. It's, It's something that I think... If you're able to do it, it's just kind of important. So you can really look inside of yourself and Mm -hmm. see how many people you can actually be, Mm -hmm. or have been, or have been, or will be. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Well, cool. So, what is your least favorite thing
1: about studying for the craft? And don't lie. Everybody's got a thing. Memorization. (laughs) She has to get on to me so much. Because I do not have the greatest memory, or maybe I'm just stubborn about it. I don't know. But I <laughs> I cannot really sit down and just look at a list or look at anything that I you know have to study and just memorize it. It kills me. I'm more of a hands-on person. I want to get into it. I want to go ahead and just do it or learn about it. And if I have to keep on going back to it, or really keep it in my head, it drives me crazy. (laughs) Right. So we had a
0: lot of fun when we were doing the astrological signs. Yeah. Because you were like, okay, it's not sticking. And I tried doing, uh, was it, mnemonic Mm -hmm. device, and that didn't work either. So I remember telling you, okay, This person in your life is a Leo, and this person in your life is an Aries, and this person says she could associate it with a son.
1: Mm -hmm. And I got it after that. Like Mm -hmm. I said, it's that hands-on. I have to physically know. Or not so
0: much hands-on, but in a real way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I have to know that person, and then once I can piece it together, say, oh, well, this person's kind of like this. Oh, they're an Aries for sure. That's how I remember (laughs) You have been one of my biggest examples for that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it does help. Cool. Okay,
0: baby girl. Well, we've got to make dinner pretty soon for this huge group of men <laughs> with all their stinky feet. And um, I was wondering, do you have a message for not baby witches? Do you have a message for the rest of us who've been practicing magic for a long time? And maybe we're a little bit older than you. And as I've said, I really do value the younger voice in my life. Mm. Sometimes I get stuck in my old moors and my old belief systems. And I need to get out of that. And the only way I can get out of that is to have that fresh blood, you know, come at me and say, here's a message from the other side, a deeper generation that you aren't going to maybe be there for the entirety of.
1: Mm. I would say to those people, maybe, Look back and think about your younger self. You're still there. You're still, you did a podcast on that, I already know. And (laughs) just look inside of yourself and remember maybe the first moment that something happened magically to you or you did this certain spell and how you felt that rush of energy and it may just come naturally to you now where you just don't think about it. You just kind of go about it and just do it just to do it and get your magic done. But what if you think about it and keep getting excited, just like me, every time something happens and it surprises me still, even though I know magic is real, sometimes it's like, oh my God, this really is crazy. And if you need to, just go outside, do what I do, just sit in the sun for a while, really kind of absorb the energy of the outside world. Mm -hmm. And remember that you may be older or younger, or whatever, but you still have that magic inside of you that's ageless. Well,
0: oh, that's really pretty, honey. Mm-mm. So, our magic doesn't have a whole lot of wrinkles that need bowtops? No. No? Mm-mm. Good. <laughs> that shit's expensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really gives me a lot of peace to know that, you know, a lot of times I think about my ancestors and they're so far away from me. And I think it's really interesting if some of us, at least of a certain age, could look at you young kids right now, walking into the craft with your heart open wide and your fingers all sparkling, Mm -hmm. ready to go and say to yourselves, oh, shit, I'm your ancestor one day. Yeah. And you got to know me first, Mm -hmm. you know? So we're the generation that actually gets to see what we're leaving behind. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a heavy responsibility, And I also think it's really important for us to value you and to tell you how important you are. Thanks. Because we're leaving the trees to you, baby.
1: Yeah, I got a lot to learn. Yeah, you do.
0: But I bet you if something happened to us, you'd still figure it out.
1: Yeah, you just got to follow the magic. Follow the magic?
0: We need a new t-shirt, girl. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) We need a new t-shirt. I dig it. (laughs) Nice. All right, well, I'm going to let her go, and I'm going to sign off with y'all about something else. Sabina, do you want to say goodbye to the world? Bye (laughs) y'all. Bye y'all. She's so cute, by the way. She's got such pretty eyes. (laughs) Well, that was my new daughter-in-law, and as you can see, she's just precious. And as one of my favorite books on the entire world tries to teach us, the feminine and the sacred, you can't hold it in your hands, honey. It's got to flow. So every time I think, oh, I'm getting old or, oh, I'm falling apart here and life is just not going the way I thought, I always remember, look at the way it's flowed through me. Look at the way that this gorgeous, beautiful, thumping heart of a little girl, look at the way she's growing. You know, maybe it's the gardener in me, but I never give up on a strong plant, and I know that the ancestors of those plants, their health, their strength, and what they chose to pass down to the plants behind them, well, that's magic. So, if there's nothing else to give you hope tonight, let's think about the kids. Now, of course, anybody 30 or under is a kid to me, but if you are listening to this, and you are a kid to me, you're a precious resource We're so proud of you, just in case. No one's told you lately, honey. Y'all just keep on witchifying every damn thing. Don't forget to try to talk to the trees. They're your ancestors, too. Y'all forgive my voice in this. I guess I pushed it, and it's starting to sound like a scratched-up old Clint Eastwood. Hopefully one day, I'll get my voice back, too. I love y'all. Talk to you next week. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the Deep South.